Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Sheree Felice, and this week I'm joined by Dean Brownless, the founder of Live in Hope, a group that promotes mental health awareness. Listen in as we discuss the annual Sunrise Walk the group puts on, and why it's so important that groups like Live in Hope exist. Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm here with Dean Brownless, and I hear that you run an annual Sunrise Walk. Yes. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, sure. So the organization is called Live in Hope, and our annual Sunrise Walk is every May, and it's usually the first Sunday of May. This year, it's on the fifth of May. So it's a, a really early morning walk where we meet up at Shangsan. And we we hike up Shangsan early morning, so it's a 4:30 a.m. start. So we need to get up to the top of the mountain before the sunrise, and it's all in aid of our organization, which is Live in Hope. And basically, it's an organization that advocates for better mental health awareness and mental health fitness, and just general overall health and well-being. So yeah, that's the kind of main aim of our walk. Tell me, how did this walk come to be? How did you guys get the idea for it? Yeah, yeah. So it's a good question. So it's this is our fourth annual walk, and we started the organization four years ago. Myself and some close friends and some work colleagues, and I actually had the idea from from Ireland. So there's a Irish charity that does a very similar. Sunrise Walk around one of the big parks in Dublin, in Ireland, and that's called the Darkness into Light Walk. So I just basically took the idea from that and tried to replicate it here in Taipei. So yeah, that's kind of where the the basic idea came from. And yeah, we've been kind of just growing year on year with other different events as well. But this one mainly is our kind of flagship event. So it's our biggest event of the year. Have you seen any changes when it comes to talking about mental health or mental health awareness? Since you've started this walk, yeah, yeah, that's a really good question. I think the the topic itself is such a difficult topic, and there's such a big stigma around it, and people don't really like to talk about their problems or the issues,、uh, especially in Asian culture. It's not really done. It's kind of more so frowned upon. You know, you kind of try and keep the face and save face. So, I think the biggest change that we've seen is people are slowly, slowly opening up to talk a little bit more about their mental health. And we do get a lot of people contacting us and asking for recommendations for psychologists or psychiatrists. And that's what we do. We're more than happy to put people in touch with the trained professionals. Does your Live and Hope organization have any therapists who work there?、Or? We don't actually have any therapists that work with us at the moment, but that's a goal. That we would like to achieve going into the future, we'd like to have maybe a, a part-time psychologist or a psychiatrist that could work with us. So we are always looking out for those kind of people. One of our aims is to that we can put people in contact with. Psychologists and psychiatrists, if they need them. So we do have good recommendations, and we also go to these centers with people. You know, we work closely with the community center in Tianmu,、okay. so they're a local and foreign office, yeah, psychology and psychiatrist office there. We also work closely with the Taiwan Suicide Prevention Center,、mm -hmm. so we work with those two organizations and other psychologists as well. So we can recommend, but what we do tell people is we are not trained professionals, so we cannot give any advice. We can only Pass people's concerns. 
to the trained professionals. What have you noticed about the state of mental health affairs I've in seen, Taiwan? Yeah, I've seen a lot more groups similar to ourselves, like a few more charities as well that are kind of advocating for mental health services and advocating for mental health awareness. That's definitely something, an increase that I have seen. I think it's a great improvement, but I also still think that there's a lot more to do. Just coming from example in terms of my own country, Ireland, many years ago, the Irish culture was, you know, the men are quite macho and strong and we don't talk about our problems and we just keep everything bottled in. But research shows that that's the worst thing to do. It's impossible. You're just kind of like a ticking time bomb, like a volcano waiting to erupt. And that's not the solution. The, the solution is to talk, talk to people, talk to friends, talk to trained professionals and seek that advice. And that's the best thing to do. So in terms of the development of it, I do think it has improved, but I still think that there's a lot more to improve on. And it's just, it's also cultural issues as well. It's kind of difficult to break down such strong cultural um, identities. If it were up to you, what would you like to see specifically improved in Taiwan? What do you think the government could do or people could do that would really improve mental health awareness in Taiwan? Yeah, I think if they could in some way improve or advocate or advertise for more mental health professional services, that would be great. I think they are there, but a lot of people maybe don't know where to go. And that's, so that's where we get a lot of our first point of contact. People will contact us and say, hey, could you recommend a psychologist or a psychiatrist? So there's not really that much information out there and it's not exactly readily available. So I think if they could make it a little bit more readily available, that I think would help take away some of the stigma around it. But it is difficult, cultural issues and generally people don't really like to talk too much about their problems. But if the councils and the governments, if they could make it more readily available and kind of advertise and advocate to, to show and to demonstrate to people that it's not a big issue. Perhaps maybe some informative advertising campaigns to convey the message that it's more common than we think. Just because nobody talks about it doesn't mean that we don't have a problem. So yeah. I think that's really important to kind of really push that advertising and put it out into the public domain. Do you know if the national healthcare system provides psychiatrists or help for mental health? As far as I know, no, they don't. That's usually covered either by private health insurance or you have to pay extra for that. So as far as I know from my experience, it's not covered on the, the national health insurance program. So something like that would be great. I know in Ireland and the UK and Australia, some companies offer free or subsidized psychology classes or psychology sessions. So something like that would be incredible to have on the national health insurance program because they are quite expensive. And that might be an issue for somebody who's going through a really tough time. Maybe financial issues might be a problem. I know the community centre do offer subsidised uh, sessions for those people who are unemployed. But I think if the, the government were offer to offer that, I think that would be amazing. I think it would be a really good system to offer for people, you know. Except for going to see a psychiatrist every week or a psychologist every week, what are some other things that people could do to improve their mental health? What do you recommend? So that's kind of one of the reasons why we started Live and Hope is to kind of tell people and to show people that you don't always have to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist. It may be just a case of putting yourself out there a little bit, coming to events, meeting new people. It is difficult in Taiwan because the culture and the pace of life might be different for a lot of people's hometowns or cities. But with Live and Hope, we offer events and also volunteer events that people can come and get involved in a relaxed environment. We don't pry, we don't probe into your problems. 
we only just offer a, a resource for people to come and get involved and maybe learn a new skill, make a friend. And it's something as simple as that, you know, meeting people, communicating, you know, with social media and cell phones and mobile phones are, are big these days. People don't really talk as much anymore, I find, as they used to, you know. So I think exercise, uh, diet, putting yourself out there, you do need to kind of push yourself a little bit. Maybe like a, a solution to a problem would be just to, to kind of push yourself and put yourself out there. Simple steps, you know. I, I always think like simple steps make, make big changes or big impacts. Exercise and, and diet and, and trying to just make that little effort to put yourself out there. You just got to try. Were you one of the founders of Live in Hope or was that here when you arrived to Taiwan? Yes, no, I'm one of the founders, yeah. Okay. So it's myself and Eileen, the South African girl, my other friend. So has that been also around for four years or has that been around longer it's been around for four years so the so the walk and the organization were have been started at the same time pretty much just a couple of months beforehand the organization was started four years ago and then a couple of months later we decided to do the the walk as our single event so we just did one event that year but we found that the the response and the feedback from that event was incredible so we decided just to put on more events and cater for people in in different ways and we try and do events that people can maybe pick up a new skill we've done dancing events we've done yoga meditation uh, beach cleanups things like that it's a really good way for people to come and get involved and how can people find out about these events we're pretty available in terms of social media we have our facebook page which is live in hope so it's a bilingual both our facebook page and our website are bilingual people can contact us through our facebook or through our email address um don't be afraid to get involved if we're always looking for for new members to come and help and volunteer their time or their passion and if you just want to come to the events yeah you can find all the information on our facebook page and website okay what's your facebook page and website Facebook page is Live in Hope and also the website is live L I V E N and then hope.com. Okay. Yeah. So the Facebook page um is just one word, right? Live in Hope. Correct. If someone really want to support the walk or they really want to support your organization, what other ways can they support you guys? Well, if they don't or if they cannot make it to the walk, we also have other events. So we cater basically for, we have active and non-active events. So our previous event was a writing workshop. So for those of you who maybe don't really like exercise or those who maybe just physically cannot come, then we do have other events that we do hold as well that are non-active. So we just try and have a little bit more flexibility for people. Generally as well, if people are struggling, they can always just reach out to us in terms of support. Another thing as well, like I mentioned before, we are always looking for new people to come and get involved as members. So if you have a skill or even if you'd like to show your skill or if you have a passion that you have, We'd love to work with you and, and get you on board as well because we are a small team and in order for us to grow and develop, we do need more people. And how often do you guys have events? It's usually every month. We okay. try and stick to a, an every month schedule and mm. it's all our events are always on Sundays. So our walk will be on the 5th of May next month. So it's just over, I think it's about two weeks time. Yeah. So that's our next event. The event after that is a surfing event. So it's a beach day. 
and surfing event. And one of the things that we've decided to do is that if anybody who comes to the walk and they register with us, they can get a $100 discount off the price of the next event, which is the surfing event. We are completely 100% non-profit. All the money comes from ourselves or from our events. About how much does each event cost? Yeah, so it really depends. Uh, we try and keep our event costs low to a minimum because we don't want to give people a reason or an excuse not to come. So they're on average between around about 100 to 500 NT for the events. I don't know if you feel comfortable talking about this, but I'd like to know what led you to start this. Do you have a backstory in mental health or anything you'd like to share? Yeah, sure, sure. It's a good question. I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. Um, personally, myself, I had some issues in terms of culture shock. When I first came to Taiwan, the first six months or the first year was challenging. My Chinese wasn't up to par. It's still not great. It's manageable. But just simple things like making new friends. I always find that Taiwan is a great hub within Asia, but a lot of people are coming and going. People are here for three months or six months or a year, and then they're gone. So it, it can be a little bit disheartening. So a lot of people maybe are inclined to not put themselves out there and make friends because they feel like, well, what's the point if that person is going to leave in six months or a year? So I find like culture shock is a big thing especially for foreigners here in Taiwan and yeah I found it really tough like there were points in you know in my first year where I thought oh do I do I want to go back home is this really for me and friends and family I spoke to friends and family and they were very encouraging they said you know what just just give it a week see how you feel just give it a week and see how it goes and just day by day and it slowly got better you know it slowly got better I improved my Chinese found an apartment found a job and slowly things started to come together but that's kind of my personal issues with stress anxiety culture shock things like that and it's so easy how how easy our, our mind can can run away with us you know, how powerful our minds are. And either for, for right or wrong reasons, it's such a powerful thing to have. And I think it's important to keep it healthy. Doing things like yoga, meditation, breathing exercises, going outside, going to the beach, going to a park, being in nature. It sounds so obvious, but like, it's so easy to forget about it. And I'm the first one that will easily forget about it. I'm stressing out. I'm going here. I'm going to this job, to that class. And I kind of think, well, hold on a second, let's just chill and take a breather and get back to neutral and try and focus on taking it easy. Right now, there's a culture of, oh, I'm busy. I'm so busy all the time. And we thrive on that. It's, it's kind of cool to say, oh, how are you? Oh, I'm busy. Not like I'm fine. Oh, I'm well. Yeah, no, I'm busy. Yeah. I'm good, but I'm busy. You know, mm -hmm. and we focus so much on being busy, whereas like it shouldn't be like that, but it is. Yeah. So it is just important to, to keep track of it. No, I agree. I think we live in a culture now where it's also quite easy to isolate yourself. Yeah. And it's really easy to spend the whole weekend in your apartment without <laughs> yeah. going outside and yeah. not speaking to anybody. So I completely understand where you're coming from. Would you say the majority of people who go to these events are expats or are they mostly Taiwanese? It's probably more local Taiwanese. I'd say it's probably like a 60-40 split in terms of locals to, to foreigners or locals to expats. Yeah, I think for foreigners, it, it's always going to be about like culture shock and finding themselves here in Taiwan and setting up life for themselves. For locals, they also do come as well because they want a chance to make new friends or to perhaps learn a new skill or have that sense of camaraderie and collectiveness in a, in a group. So yeah, it's probably a little bit more locals to foreigners. And I hope really people can come and get involved this year for our walk. 
on uh, Sunday morning, the 5th of May at 4.30 a.m. So is there a sign-in sheet that they have to sign in first before? There's not. Um, they can just come and get involved. We'll take their details when they arrive, um, and that'll be to allow us to give them that discount if they want to come to our surf event okay. the following month. So that's the only thing they need to do. If they want to click going, bring friends, share it on their Facebook, but all the details are on our Facebook page, Live in Hope on Facebook and our website. And even though it's on your Facebook page, remind me, how much is this event in particular? It's completely free. This one is free. So this event is completely free. So that's the great thing about it. Mm. It's free. Come get involved. It's completely free and show your support. Uh, The next event we will charge for it because it's a surfing and beach day event. But if you come, if people come, they can get $100 off our next event in June. And the surfing and beach event, will you guys be providing surfing lessons? Is that what it is going to be? Yeah, yeah. We will. So we'll be working with a surf shop in Usugang in Ilan. So they'll be providing uh, surf lessons for those people who want to surf. For those people that don't want to surf and just want to come and relax at the beach, they can come and join us as well for free. And will there be transportation there? There will. That will be charged separately. So for the price, it will basically just include the surf lesson. And it's a day trip? It's a full day trip, yeah. It's uh, going to be a full day trip, probably from around about 8 or 8.30 till around about 5 or 6 p.m. But people can leave the beach whenever they they want. There's no no pressure to stick around, you know. Okay, great. Where are you guys meeting? So we're meeting at the U-Bike station just near Shangsan MRT station. So it's across from Nola's Kitchen Restaurant. There's a big U-Bike station there and it's just alongside the park. So it's actually outside the MRT station. You walk down like two minute walk down alongside the park and you'll see the big U-Bike station there. And just to give people an idea of the schedule, we'll have a brief introduction and talk. We won't really spend too much time there. We'll just basically just get started after around five or ten minutes. We'll walk up as a group. And once we get up to the top of the mountain, we'll stand or sit there, watch the sunrise, watch the city of Taipei wake up. And it's a really beautiful thing to see a big, big metropolis like Taipei wake up. And you can see 101 and the Nanshan building. And uh, we also have a big banner where people can sign and take pictures And uh, it's a really special event. So I hope people can come and get involved and show their support. How long does it usually take to get to the top? It's not even that long. I think it's around like if it depends on how fast or slow. But if you're kind of taking it nice and easy, probably around about 40 minutes to get to the top. Okay. And is it a difficult hike or is it? Not really. It's, It's quite a simple, gentle hike. So I think some people who might be a little bit concerned like, oh, I'm not fit or I'm not, you know, well enough to do it. Don't worry. You can take your time. There's no pressure. It's not a race. A lot of people think that, oh, we have to get up to the top right now. You know, Shenzai, let's go, go, go. But it's not a race, you know, take your time. We do allow for around about 45 minutes of a gentle hike up to allow for the sunrise to come up. So, Mm. yeah, it kind of doesn't take too long. Okay, so it's pretty much all levels. Anybody will be able to do it. Yeah, exactly. Last year we had young teenagers. We had elderly people as well. So we had a great mix of people that came. So for all ages, shapes, sizes, health levels and fitness levels. So, yeah, just come get involved. Well, great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ray. That's it for this week's episode of Taiwan Talk. I'd like to thank Dean for joining me this week. If you'd like to attend the Sunrise Walk or learn more about Live in Hope, please visit the group's Facebook page, Live in Hope, or homepage at www.livenhope.com. As always... Remember to take care of yourselves. I'm Sheree Felice.